Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast with your host, Chris. And from Play Like a Jet, Charmin, what's new other than our brand new logo for our podcast? What else we yeah. got going today? Awesome logo, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm i just saying, you know, since uh, your it was your, created by your daughter, I mean, there can't be a better uh, better better uh, logo than that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I- Thank you, Ali. I know I couldn't do that, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. So thank you very yeah. much, Ali. That was awesome, man. But uh, today we have with us uh, our friend James Wighouse. Uh, we had an awesome time talking ball a few weeks ago, and we we thought first preseason game, bring out BSB breakdowns, uh, so we could talk about this game, which was uh, pretty interesting. There's a lot of things that went down in this game. Um, a lot of uh, people had a lot of opinions of, the, you know, why this happened and why that happened. I mean, we bring the experts to you to explain. There you go. Right? Right, James? Yeah. Well, thank, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. We had a lot of fun last time, so it's going to be a lot of fun this time. I saw the logo. looks great. Uh, Chris, I, I didn't know you'd automate it, but that makes it, uh, you know, 100 times better. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's really cool. Thank you. Um, but thanks for having me on guys yeah saturday was uh saturday was fun um finally we have some football some actual football to take a look at you know no no more uh no more takes it's 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 seeing what we see with our eyes on on game day yes sir yes sir no more hot takes definitely that's that's my that's one of my favorite things when that part of the offseason is over i am gleeful (laughs) most definitely (laughs) um but i but i mean we got to start where it's supposed to, right? I mean, the conversation can't go any further without we talk about the the, the debut of our rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson, right? Oh, James, oh, I mean, absolutely. yeah. Um, yeah, like what did the, you see? The, other than from the, the naked eye, well, what did you see? I, yeah. I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead James. Go okay. ahead. I, I, was just, I was just saying, I just wanted to say that you could – I mean, you could go a couple, a week or two weeks before that, and everybody was pretty firmly uh, in the pocket of, hey, you know, this guy's flopping in, in practice. Oh my god, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. James, like, there, come yeah. on. I, I I tried to block out that noise because I mean, training camp, you know, obviously, one, it's kind of scripted practice, right? Um, and Zach did have a really good point that he is trying to do certain things, test his limits. That's a great time to do that. Um, and really, in, in, in the first preseason game from, from Zach, I mean, I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. Um, you know, nothing extraordinary, right? We, we all know about Zach Wilson, what he can do in terms of the backyard football stuff. Uh, he's got, you know, incredible arm angles and the arm strength to get to get the ball deep down the field, especially on the run, the back shoulder throws, all that stuff we know he can do. Um, and I felt like he got almost grouped into a category of that's all that he can do mm. at a certain point. Um, and I, I don't want to bring up the I don't want to give him airtime, but there's a certain Fox Sports host uh, who. <clears throat> Oh, gave God. that gave that comparison to the the Johnny Manziel the backyard football oh you know can he do anything else 
that's, you know, that's a simply YouTube highlight type of analysis where, you know, you're only going to see the extraordinary stuff that he can do there. But littered throughout Zach Wilson's film at BYU was quick decisions, ball out on time, throwing with anticipation, and excellent ball placement. And we saw all those things. And that's really all that we saw on Saturday. It was the three-step drop, ball out as soon as his last foot hits the, drop, hits the back step in his drop. The ball, uh, ball placement was great. Obviously, the Corey Davis uh, conversion on third down comes to mind, back shoulder on yes, the, um, the 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 skinny post slash dig, it's, it was kind of hard to tell uh, by Keelan Cole on the third and nine, ball out quick. Um, and, and kind of the last piece that um, I, I kind of haven't, I guess, relayed yet that I feel pretty good about too is probably one of the more impressive plays from Zach was the third and 14 uh, that he threw under pressure, just, you know, surveyed downfield, nothing was there, got it down seven yards, let your, let your, you know, playmaker, your receiver, your tight end kind of see what he can get. And he wound up getting to a fourth and one, Um, but that was kind of one of the things at coming out of BYU that people were like, Oh, Hey, well, you know, nobody's within five yards of this guy when he's throwing the ball. Let's see what he can do with some pressure. I kind of found some of those throws maybe back in his sophomore year that he made in the face of pressure that I thought was probably an under, underrated part of his game. Um, and we saw that on Saturday. So I, I thought we saw just kind of everything that you want to see in the preseason. Quick decisions, look calm, look comfortable, get the ball out when it needs to be out anticipate the route, anticipate the open guy and get the ball in the spot that it needs to be in. So, I mean, I, I was super impressed. I know it wasn't a Justin Fields who's running all over the place type of debut, uh, but for what this offense needs to be, um, it, it, it showed us, it, it showed us a lot that, that Zach looks like the guy that we thought we were getting out of BYU. That is great analysis. And that, that for me, um, and he took a leap towards uh, answering a lot of the questions that I had um, watching this film coming out of college. You're right. Um, I had questions about him being that kind of quarterback, but you, you were also right that there were throws that I saw of him being quiet, calm in the pocket, no happy feet, uh, just throwing for anticipation and the rhythm of – and. Rhythm, I think that stood out to me. I mean, the the he was playing within that offense, which was the question I kept hearing over and over again. Oh, can he play within? Can and I, and I I kept saying to myself, he played that offense in college. I yes, it's more a more pro worthy t- um, version of the offense. Yes, but he knows what to do, and he's been coached and told what to do for the last month or so, whatever it's been since he has been with the Jets. And you could tell that he's, he, he's been absorbing that information and now he's been able to kind of uh, um, live it out play by play. And in no way, shape or form, did you see a man that was or a guy that was on, in a hurry, wasn't sure, or was out of his element. And to me, that's everything a Jets fan should ever wish for. Um, everything 
we saw with any other quarterback we had here was maybe, maybe, maybe. And and please, I don't want to put too much on this one preseason game, but this was as to me the surest thing you could know about Zach Wilson. He is not in a hurry. And to me, that's great news. Yeah, and, and that ball just kind of it just oh. kind of flies out. It's it's very it's very effortless in, in, in a sense. I know that word gets thrown around all the time, but it just looks so easy for him in the sense that once that ball comes out of his hand, it's just a laser. It just comes yep. right out. There's no wasted motion. There's no, you know, coming underneath, coming up top. You know, Sam had that little elongated motion here and there. And I was, you know, that's important because every split second in the NFL uh, kind of matters. And he, he just kind of, that ball just flies right off the hand, which is, which is impressive, but you're right. And we heard Mike LaFleur say it in, yep. um, I, I forgot, it, it wasn't one Jets drive, but that little episode, that uh, four-part episode that they did um, a while back, that all these throws that they're going to ask Zach to make, they saw him already make them, and that was obviously a big part of their evaluation. Um, and he is, you're right, he's playing within the system. I mean, you know, obviously the defense, a little vanilla, that's fine. He's true, 20, very true. He's a 22-year-old kid, though, right? He, so yes. either, either way, even if it's vanilla, right, the, the, the worry would be, okay, the defense is vanilla. We're asking you to throw an eight-yard route, you know, an eight-yard out route, um, and you don't see it on time, and it causes you to just run around, you know, with, like a chicken without, without, without a head in, in, the, uh, in the backfield, and you don't know where to go with the ball, you know? Right it's part of his process is okay. I'm facing a defense, whether it's man zone, Mike LaFleur did a good job using pre-snap motion to help yes, him. Determine very much that. So. And then, you know, he gets the ball out when he needs it to, when he needs it to be out. And I thought it was super encouraging um, because I think we are going to see a lot of, you know, the play action, the, the quick passing, get the first time, use the run game to set up the pass. Um, and that, that might not always mean getting the ball downfield, which is fine. Cause if it looks like what it's going to look like on set, what it looked like on Saturday, I'm pretty good with it. If that's, if that's how the performance is going to be, I don't need numbers. I just need wins. That's all. I totally agree with you. And, and to me, you could run that offense and I will, I will, I will say this, that offense could stay exactly like that, where they take advantage of defenses that want to play man against them because you if um correct me if I'm wrong, if you're gonna go up against a team that's gonna be run gonna I'm gonna be a run heavy team, you would like to play man more than zone, right? Yeah, James? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So 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 if you're gonna go up against against the Jets knowing oh they're gonna be a run heavy team, you're gonna be playing man a lot. Oh sure. oh well, you know, this kid need, he needs to be able to be um <clears throat> um be able to be calm in the pocket because sometimes man man to beat man you have to be patient and so so he has to have that kind of patience and to me that was one of the most encouraging things i saw yeah the, the, the one thing just to add to what you guys are saying and you guys kind of said it too is that with with zach in there there was a calmness in there and it wasn't like oh my god this guy's making his first start you know his first his first uh, game action as a rookie. No, it felt like he belonged. Like there was a calmness there. I'm not going to say he was like a veteran, but it just felt like he belonged out there. 
a lot of times when we seen Sam, he looked, you know, with the happy feet, he looked a little lost. He throw somewhere where nobody was even near. Um, with with uh, Zach, it seems like it seemed like there was just that just calmness watching it. I, I wasn't watching it like, oh boy, here we go. Like sometimes with Sam, <laughs> how many times did we like, oh God, why did he throw that? Or why did he throw it there? You know? I didn't feel like that with Zach ever. I mean, it was only a couple of, you know, series, but I, that, that, that's what I got out of it too. Yeah, he he's got he's got a little swag to him too. I think that that, that help that helps. Like when the guys are around, you know, he trots out there. He's got the visor on. He's got the you know the headband sticking out of the back of his helmet. You know, he's got the leg sleeves on, the arm sleeve. He's doing the whole thing. Stuff like that. It, I mean, it's little stuff, but you know, when you're in a huddle and the quarterback's running out, um, when he looks like that, you're like, ah, you know, I I can roll with this guy. You know, we right. we, we we can you know we could do this together and. Not not even just that though. You kind of saw like leadership, and I I don't know if you guys saw the clip of, um, I think it was the pass to Keelan Cole on third and nine. After that, Morgan Moses had a, a, a nice block to give uh, Zach Wilson that time to be able All to right. hit that. And Zach Wilson turned right to Morgan Moses and he patted him on the behind, just yep. like you know you know nice job and Morgan Moses he looked fired up like all right yeah no I can block for this guy if he's gonna pat me on the back after a play like that you know he understands it starts with us I'm doing my job for a reason you know because the guy behind me is going to appreciate it you know that stuff uh that stuff's all all important the interactions um you kind of get that that feel from Zach that uh you know he's got that swag to him where the the players are uh they're gonna they're gonna kind of stick behind him a little bit and have have fun with them really yeah, and and um, and last thing I want to say about this this kid is exactly what you were saying. I think it just shows that he's not all in his head. He's not. He's he's so he's not all into the playbook so hard that he can't recognize what's going on. He's so aware that he knew that was a that was a that was a critical block, and he turned right around and you know knew what was going on and and congratulated his his offensive lineman in, um, instantly. So that's the that's what you're seeing. Um, I think, I think everything we're saying is true. Uh, but we, we are also going to say that a little bit, a little salt with, with it wouldn't help, uh, would help. I mean, um, because, uh, let's, let's, uh, add a little bit more to the repertoire before we crown him. <laughs> you understand what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. Because he's still, sure. yeah, he's still a rookie. <laughs> you know, he's not going to go unscathed. This is the NFL. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, um, but moving on, I think the, I think probably the biggest part of this, uh, uh, uh whole thing, in my opinion, is the thing that we always knew that Michael LaFleur was bringing over was the running game, right? Yeah. What was your take on that? So obviously it got off to a super hot start. We kind of saw that outside run right to the left, what we've been kind of talking about. And I know we don't have, yes, sir. Elijah, I know we don't have Elijah Vera Tucker at left left guard. I think that's going to make a huge difference. Um, Dan Feeney, good locker room guy, didn't have the best day in the world. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, listen, you know, he's at the Islander games chugging beers with his yeah. mullet, that that's stuff. Funny. Hey, listen, yeah, that's the, uh, that, that matters too. good locker room guy. The whole thing is, I, you know, I just don't want him at left guard. I'd rather Elijah Barrett Tucker. That's no disrespect to him, but, um, got off to a hot start. Ty Johnson, uh, take away, take away there. 
he, I, I mean, people have mentioned it because we did see him have, you know, quite a, quite a nice few runs last year with that quick burst. Um, he looks like he could be a, a, an excellent fit in this offense with, you know, kind of staying patient, you know, five steps to the left and then seeing the hole and he's got a nice quick burst. He on. Yep. 11 or 12 or whatever it is on that first play. I mean, Becton did exactly what we did. Um, you know, first play, run to outside, run to the left. Becton didn't have anybody over the top of him. So what does he do? He goes to the second level and seals off Reggie Ragland, who was playing middle linebacker for the Giants. He opens up that hole there. Um, and really Connor McGovern and Greg Van Rotten, they had pretty nice days as well. They graded out pretty well PFF-wise. Um, and then Morgan, Morgan Moses did, did a good job there too. I mean, it, it's going to take some gelling because, you know, obviously with, with the scheme, the offensive line and the running backs got to read the offensive line. That's going to, you know, take some time, but if holes open up, like they did that first play um, pretty, pretty exciting stuff there. And, and Michael, Michael Piran had a nice hmm. day for himself. Um, I mean, I, it wasn't, you know, crazy in the average, you know, gain per yard department. Uh, I have him at 2.5 average, but he had the touchdown a 14 yard run as well. Um, so they, Ty Johnson and Piran were a, a nice little combination in, in the run game there. Uh, you know, they ran some inside zone and stuff. We're going to see that stuff, but the outside stuff, uh, the outside zone stuff looked, looked, looked real good. And I think the, the coolest part about the whole thing, the run game is, you know, I, I know it's the fourth quarter of week one of the preseason. We got guys there who may not even likely be on the roster, but it just kind of goes to show you, I mean, they, they chewed up five minutes or so with that run game near the end of the game there to kind of, kind of close it out essentially, um, right. you know, before, before the safety happened and, and, and all that stuff, but just kind of, kind of goes to show you, they're kind of plugging everybody in here and the run game is, is still working. So um, obviously opened up things uh, in, in the passing game for Zach. Um, but I, I was impressed. I, I, I mean, I, I like the system um, and, and I'm, I'm pretty excited for, for what we'll see probably from Tevin Coleman. And we'll probably, you know, we'll, we'll see more of Michael Carter. He had a little bit of a, a, a rough go at it, but um, again, another, another rookie, but they seem to have a little bit of a, a mon, uh, you know, maybe a three headed monster or so at, at running back. And, and um, I, I think it's going to be pretty exciting to run first and, and set up Zach for, for some easy completions to get into rhythms during games. Hey, yeah. I mean, that goes, Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, just to show how, how great this running game can be, all you have to do is look back two years ago with the 49ers, right? How good that running game was, especially down, down the stretch and in, in the playoffs. Jimmy G threw, what, maybe eight passes in that game when they won the, uh, the NFC Championship against Green Bay? I don't even yep. think he threw for 100 yards that game, or no. just barely 100, right? The running game just, just takes control of the game, and that's – we can get – we can – have that kind of a running game with this um, with this offensive line as good as it could be. Yeah, the offensive line. Yeah, the offensive line, the scheme, and the running backs. And I think the conversation has to kind of stay on the on these guys a little bit because, like James said, um, the conversation. Uh, Ty Johnson, man. I mean, you like he's like like James just said the 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 indications of that were, were out there when we saw him ran, ran a, uh, late in the season last year. Um, but this scheme kind of just fits what he does best. No, he is that guy. He has very good vision for, for a guy that, you know, that's not 
and a well-known guy and he is pretty fast you know he really hits the hole really hard and you take that you you add that to i think again another guy that i thought hey he's a one-cut guy one-cut downhill guy is p ryan i think that the scheme is kind of the same thing you know one cut downhill you know that's what you do when you run zone right that's he fits him fits him to a t and all these guys are super talented in my opinion you put a nice rotation in there even it depends on who's who's who has the hot hand let's go you know and like you said get some yards and give you know give uh give the quarterback some you know easy throws get into rhythm and lull some teams to sleep and then you know Elijah Moore to for for 25 or 30 yards down the field for a touchdown. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. Oh no. No, you're you're absolutely right. I mean Ty Johnson, he's got that he's got that burst, right? He finds the lane and he's got that burst and um you know I I think we we might have touched on this last time. Too. You know, we're not asking anybody to be Saquon Barkley back yes, there. Yes sir. Um you know, we're we're asking guys, you know, the system the run scheme, you know, let's eliminate the negative plays, right? Let's get into manageable situations on second down, on third down. You know, it gives you more options at that point. You know, last year it was too many long distances, even on second oh. down. You put yourself in predictable type of situations, right? Where it your that play call sheet becomes limited. You know, if you if you end up, even if it's second, you know, second and seven, second and six. You know, you get down to a, a third and five, third and four, third and three, you know, in yep. those range on a more consistent, you know, it's not going to happen every single drive, but on a more consistent basis, you know, Mike LaFleur is going to have anything he wants to call, anything he can turn to, he, he's got it at his disposal. Um, and so, you know, we're asking for guys just to, you know, play by, play by the system. That's what Ty Johnson is doing. Get the burst, get there. If you can get the first down, great. But just don't don't get you know don't get any uh, fancy fancier than you need to be. Um, right. You know, play, play by play by the rules essentially here, um, and then pick up what you can, and we'll you know we'll run play action off of it. We'll run quick passes. You know, guys like Jamison, you know Jamison Crowder um, on, on those short those short uh, short downs, those third and three, third and four. Yeah. You know, I still yep. I still think he's going to be a huge part. I know yes, we're gushing sir. over we're gushing over Elijah Moore. I am also. Um, but you, you use a Jamison Crowder in those short, uh, those short distance type of situations. And, you know, it's a whole new ball game. Well, you know, touchdowns, you know, we need them, right. We need to score points. We can't keep kicking field goals for the rest of the time here. Um, but at the end of the day, the game is get 10 yards and you get a new start at the thing. Um, And, and that's that's kind of what I'm seeing here is, OK, you know, stay ahead of the, the sticks here. Let's get some first downs. Let's sustain some drives. Keep the defense, you know, with the oxygen in the water, keeping keeping, you know, keeping their legs fresh. And let's put up, you know, let's put up some points. And um, I, I think it's going to turn out pretty well from, you know, maybe not right off the bat, but, um, you know, the scheme is going to be is going to be favorable, not just for the running, but for, you know, the consistency of the offense as a whole. Hmm. True. Well, after, <clears throat> excuse me, after the running backs out of the wide receivers, what, what really stuck out? Because I know coming into the game, we were hearing a lot of things about Denzel Mims, you know, last year's second round pick, 
He was on the death chart, six, seven, five, wherever they were putting him. And, you know, it seemed like everybody was down on him. But, yeah, we knew he was he lost a lot of weight yeah. uh, getting sick. So he was definitely behind, the, you know, the whole team. What did you see in in uh, Saturday's game? Yeah, so uh, wide, rec wide receiver-wise, obviously Zach really likes Corey Davis, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, mm -hmm. ob obviously they've, they've kind of, uh, grown comfortable together because really maybe even the first four or five, four or five passes or so they were all the Corey Davis. Um, so that's good it, that we, we pay him, uh, you know, a nice chunk of change. Um, and kind of also he gets dirty in the, in the run game with blocking. So that's great. So Corey yes. Davis, um, you know, one, one of those guys where if he plays pretty similar to he, to what he did on Saturday, uh, you know, put him in bubble wrap until we get to Carolina. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I, those guys, I'll start checking off the list of who you just kind of, you know, make sure you manage so that they're healthy for the regular season. Um, but Denzel Mims. Yeah. And everyone is, you know, super down on them. That seems like almost a, a media type of thing as well. They keep kind of putting him in these, tweets where uh, talking down on him the guy's a super talented player um and one my takeaway from Denzel Mims was whoever he was playing against in the third quarter and and late in that game um he's better than those guys uh yeah, flat yeah. out he oh, yeah. he he doesn't belong in that category of I should be you know I should have to play against guys who may not have a job in two or three weeks or you know are going to be looking for a, you know for a new a new team pretty soon here I think he's too talented for those guys and we saw it whether or not you think the 19 yard screen pass that he broke all those tackles whether or not you think that was poor tackling or not I think it was in part I think the other part of it was Denzel Mims is just superior athletically to some of those guys that he was on the field with. Um, and we need to kind of up his challenge level to on Saturday, you know, putting him against, you know, some of green Bay starters, if those guys, you know, if those guys kind of play, but um, uh, it, effort was there. The fire was there. The athleticism was there. Um, he caught some nice uh, comebacks slash out routes, kind of hard to tell, but he caught him near the sideline. Um, yeah. And so I, I was impressed. I, I, I'm going to be impressed with Denzel Mims. I think he's, you know, maybe not up there in route running yet. You know, Corey Davis, hopefully maybe helping him out. Even Elijah Moore, hopefully maybe helping him out. Um, even though he's younger, I, I think Elijah Moore probably has him in the route running category. Um, but I, I, the takeaway from Denzel Mims was it looked like someone who's been going through the ringer here through the media uh, being put with, you know, the five, six, the set, you know, uh, seventh on the depth chart with the, you know, the backup quarterbacks all the time. It looked like a guy who, who was saying to himself, listen, I, I can play ball. Just put me out here. Um, and, you know, he's probably regaining his strength back too. Like you said, he lost a lot of weight. Um, so Denzel Mims is someone that uh, I, I'm impressed with and I'm looking for him just to take that next step in terms of, you know, let's see him play out there maybe Saturday with, with some of the, uh, you know, some Green Bay's higher, you know, higher rated players, I guess, if you want to call, uh, use that term. Yeah, um, that that's great. And and talking about the running game, even when you talk about the, the wide receivers, some of the wide receivers on this depth chart are really good blockers on the edge. Yep. And that's going to help with running, especially when you're running some of that outside stuff. Um, that's going to really help 
um, like like James, like you just said, uh, um, uh, Corey Davis is a hell of a blocker. Um, uh, the, what's the kid? The kid that we got from the Jagu- the Jaguars, former Jaguar, he's yeah. a hell of a blocker. Killen Cole is a hell of a blocker. Um, I I think I think that the, their contributions are gonna be are gonna be uh, a large part of what the Jets do going forward. So so those were also I was also happy to see that um, those things materialize. Um, and the connection between uh, between quarterback and and wide receiver and Corey Davis that was also something that I like to see. Um, teams are going to start. Uh, I'm hoping uh, taking the bait and 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 you know trying to double Corey Davis, or, or, you know, and and stuff like that, and give a chance to guys like uh, Keelan Cole and and Elijah Moore and you know, and, and guys, and forget that Crowder is a, is a very good route runner and able to get open, especially in small space in small tight spaces, which again, this is what it's all about in this, in this scheme. There's going to be a lot of those tight splits that that's plays in the hands of a wide receiver like Crowder. So mm-hmm. there's, there's just a constant stream of positives. Um, again, like we said, it's not always going to be like this, but we have to say it. this is, this almost everything came out exactly as the Jets coaches planned. I think, I think coming out of this game, I think they were very happy with a lot of what happened. And like Salah said, and at the end of the game, when he, when he spoke to them, go home and watch that film, but understand whatever you see, try to take that and turn it plus, plus, plus make, right. you know, make it more, make it better than that. And that, that was just awesome. Um, but turn to the defense, which again, man, I just kids, bro. <laughs> I mean, I I don't want to even start with the defensive line. We could talk about them last because I think we knew to a certain extent what they could do. Not that we knew they could do this, but we knew to a certain extent they were going to be a terror. The linebackers, Hamza Nasrul Dean mm-hmm. and JB and Sherwood played their butts off man tell 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 us what you saw man in in your opinion yeah so um (laughs) weird but almost I want to give like a you know an a plus to Joe Douglas and his staff right because a you kind of look at Hamza and and Jamie and and they're converting to linebacker right so um and you kind of look at them they look the part uh first of all they they look like uh, they could play outside linebacker and cover some of these athletic guys. You know, if you, if you had them at safety, they would almost look like a cam chancellor type of look to them in terms of, they just look like they'd be a bigger safety. So they did a, the staff did a really good job of identifying those talents and saying, Hey, we can use that, but we can put them down at the will spot. Um, and, you know, have them cover some of these linebackers, have them play in a zone. They have some range. And so really, um, and, and, I think you guys might've saw my tweet today, my kind of game ball. If I had one, um, Jamie and Sherwood, uh, was, was someone to me that kind of really just stood out because when, you know, when you talk about the off season and you go through some of these undrafted guys or these later round guys, um, you're always going to get excited about those guys because they still have good tape on film. 
Um, and you think about it, there's thousands, tens of thousands of college football players, only 256 of them get drafted. Um, so <laughs> they're getting drafted for a reason. And so you get really excited and then you find out maybe, okay, well, they got drafted there for a reason. Maybe they have a deficiency here and there. Um, and you know, it kind of, it kind of pulls them back, but you know, Jamie and Sherwood, you have to find a way to create value for yourself. Um, you have to find a way for when the coaches get into that meeting and they sit down and say, okay, these are the 53 guys that we're going to go with. You have to have that player, those plays on tape that say, okay, we can work with that. We would have a very hard time parting ways with someone that we can probably shape into something that we like because we saw him do this when he was pretty raw, pretty early in his career. And Jamie and Sherwood right off the bat, comes down on kickoff and just blows up the, the returner. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a kind of play where you, you know, you press pause and you're like, all right, yep. well, um, who is that? Right. If you, if you were watching the game and you didn't know who number 44 was, you'd pause it there and you'd say, okay, who is that guy? And yeah. That I gotta guy, know who that guy is. I gotta yep. know who that guy is. And that's Jamie and Sherwood. Um, and then, later on he obviously gets defensive reps and um a him and Nigel Dean kind of combine there for the the fumble uh the force yep. fumble that we saw from I think it was Corey Clement down in the red zone big play uh Jamie and Sherwood sheds the block gets the contact and then and then Nigel Dean comes in helmet on ball textbook type of stuff um, you know, to, to kind of poke it loose there, you know, he's not stripping it. He's just getting his helmet on the ball to create contact and it jars the ball loose. So obviously a plus from those two guys there on that play, Jamie and Sherwood comes back later, later in the game. Um, I believe it might've even been a third, a third down. Um, and he, he's playing his zone. And I mean, he leaps up, he showed some serious, serious range, yep. um, on yep. what, what was a really high pass. It might not have been caught anyway, but the receiver would have had a, a whole heck of a lot better chance if Jamian didn't get his hands on that ball. And so to see him leap up like that and, and, and get a pass deflection, um, I thought another A plus play. So yeah, the linebackers there, I think we have a little bit of a little bit of a future there. Not even a future, but probably even a present um, in terms yeah. of being able to to rotate those those guys in, let them play some zone. You know, if you have a matchup one day where uh, you know, maybe it's a bigger tight end or a bigger, you know, someone in the slot, you feel like they're athletic enough that, you know, maybe they wouldn't cover them perfectly, but you'd have a better shot of them, you know, making a play on the ball, being aggressive. Um, and so I, I, I was super impressed with those two guys, obviously, you know, Jamie got my, got my game ball for standing out. Um, but I, I was just super impressed with, with both of their performances. And I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, if they get some more time on Saturday too. You, you're a college, you're a college football guy. So you got to tell me because I took, I, I, I'm not saying I'm, I didn't take a shot at him, but I thought that Sherwood was an average athlete. <laughs> yeah. I, he, um, yeah. He, he didn't look like an average, right. He didn't look like an average. I, I, I mean, I've seen clips. Um, obviously I, I told you guys about my Alabama, uh, Alabama fandom. So Jamie and over there at Auburn, um, obviously they weren't very good last year. Uh, that's just the facts. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, he, he seemed uh, on tape a little bit of, you know, the really big hitter, right. Someone that yes. you could, 
someone you could convert to to linebacker and kind of put put down there in the box. Uh, but whatever he did on um, on Sunday with that with that pass uh, the pass breakup, yeah, that that was that was athletically that was um, that was something that I, I hadn't really seen. And, and you're like, holy crap! Uh, I agree. He, he just he just got up there. Um, and so you combine that with the hitting ability and you're like, all right, we have, we have a player here that we can, uh, that, that we can, you know, we can kind of count on to ultimately get, get pretty dirty there in the box on, on Saturdays. But Hey, listen, if we put him in zone, he might be able to take, you know, he might be able to get his hands on some footballs. True. Well, sw- switch over to the corners. What did, what did you see there? Cause I know that that's been a big discussion with us, uh, every week when we've been talking about it, that's probably going to be possibly one of our bigger weaknesses. What, what did you get out of the corners? Yeah, so uh, Bryce Hall, I, I, he saw some limited time. Um, I think he's going to be our he's going to be our cornerback one. Uh, that's I, I think you know I think he's built for it. I think it, it, it may still take some time. Um, I was really looking. At, C.J. Mosley made a really nice play on the first play of the game. Uh, yeah. And I, I try, I kept trying to go and rewind it and see if CJ Mosley didn't get his hands on it. If Bryce Hall was, was in coverage, cause he was playing against Darius Slayton. So he wasn't, you know, I know giants fans out there were like, Oh, we had, you know, only a couple of starters out there. Um, I think they had more than that. And one of them was Darius Slayton, who's going to see some time for them um, and the receiving corps. And I was kind of hoping that, you know, maybe CJ Mosley didn't touch that ball <laughs> in a sense, because I, I did think off the snap there, uh, Bryce Hall was playing zone and it looked like he could have maybe gotten his hands on it as well uh, with his left hand coming over the top of, uh, of Darius Slayton's shoulder. So Bryce Hall, I think he looked good. He made a nice tackle coming up on a, on a, on a curl route. And then um, Brandon Eccles uh, played really well. Um, I thought he played really well. He did have a, a pass interference penalty, but um, I kind of go caution to the wind on that one because we're going to see a fair amount of those. I think any team that's playing football, you're going to see a whole heck of a lot of pass interference nowadays. Um, and so for him uh, as, you know, first game in the NFL, it, you know, he made up with it with a pass breakup. So that was really good. Um, he did have uh, quite a few coverage uh, coverage snaps, um, and I think that was the only negative play that kind of he would be graded. So he, he did pretty well. Um, Javelin Gidry out of the, um, yes. out of the slot, big third down uh, pass breakup uh, to end up, you know, eventually, eventually forcing a punt. And he seemed to be in man coverage there. And, and that slot route to it, it, the, the slant route to guard in man coverage out of the slot is really not, it's, it's not very easy at all um to to cover and so he's got that four two speed or so that he ran in the 40 um and so again another undrafted guy uh that is going to see some time and so in his limited action that that was a really nice play so I thought we saw good things um from from the corners obviously I mean they did have Mike Glennon and um you know a bunch of other guys playing playing quarterback that uh likely aren't going to get any snaps I think the the guy that played most of the games actually got cut yesterday, Clayton Thorson for the Giants. I think he got cut yesterday. Yes. Um, but uh, I, not uh, all that surprising considering how he played. But um, <laughs> I, th- I think, you know, again, but probably the biggest point, right, of the whole thing is we kept saying it, okay, we might be a little bit deficient at cornerback. And deficient, I don't think it's that, you know, guys aren't talented. I think we've been way more deficient in the past 
at cornerback when we had like the Darren Walls of the Worlds and the Dimitri Pattersons. I think yeah. like I think I don't think we were deficient there. I think we just stunk. Like I think we were just bad. Um, I, I think we're deficient in the sense that we don't have a lot of veterans or a lot of guys with experience, but we have some guys that maybe could mold into some things. And the point being is they may have to cover a whole hop, a, a whole heck of a lot less if that defensive line is going to get to the quarterback the way they did. Um, and, and, and that's, that's going to be something that's going to help them out. It's going to be friendly for them, but uh, the cornerbacks and, and I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I, I felt like it was a pretty good showing for, for a young group of guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm that, that, that was a little bit of a surprise in my opinion. And for me, um, Gidry is somebody that I've been keeping my eye on because he really flashed um, before um, last year. Um, you could see that he has the instincts and the talent. Like you said, he's very quick. And uh, not only is he fast, but he's quick and athletic enough to get to something like a, like a slant a, from the slot, which right. there's a reason why I, I always tell I, uh, my friends that are not into football, but they know a little bit and said... <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, if you play Madden, that's the first throw you would want to make is throw the, the, the slant inside. You could complete that almost every time. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason for that. It's actually in real life one of the most easiest passes to make um, because it's, like, it's almost like a handoff. Um, that, that, was an inter- that was a pretty good breakup by Gidry. Um, but that was a very interesting thing. Um, the... Again, I think that was an indication of, of the Jets coaching staff. Um, in your opinion, uh, do, would, do you agree with what I said? Oh, yeah. No, I, I absolutely, absolutely agree. Um, I think maybe the one guy who maybe had a little bit of a tough night was Corey Ballantyne. Yes. Um, I, I don't know if he may make the roster, though, so I, it doesn't worry me very, uh, very much there. Um, I kind of had a got a nice little kick out of it because it's it seemed like the only success the Giants were having was a guy who uh, was against <laughs> was against the guy who we took from the Giants. I, I don't yeah. know if we waved them, they released him or something, but um, but yeah, no. From from the back end aspect of it, um, you know, I, I was pretty I was pretty pleased with with what we saw um, in terms of them, and and you know they'll obviously continuously be be tested here but uh Bryce Hall I think he's quarterback one uh cornerback one uh bless Austin's gonna play you know I think for sure and then um and then I think Brandon Eccles is you know is, an, is gonna be a nice little option to get some some reps in and Gidry and then Michael Carter the second I think Michael, Michael Carter the second is the corner right <laughs> uh, yeah yeah he is yes <laughs> um, but yeah I think I think Gidry's gonna hold down the uh the slot the slot spot for you know, for now. And, and those guys rotate. So guys will see a lot of reps. So, all right. So now let's get to the really good part <laughs> of the defense, that defensive line. I mean, we all, we, we all knew this was coming, but how good did they look? Yeah, they, um, they looked like the unit that I think we're going to wind up seeing is going to be a top 10 unit in the NFL. Um, I, I just, I believe it wholeheartedly um, because we saw it and it didn't have Quinn and Williams in it. Uh, we saw it and it didn't have Vinnie Curry in it. Um, and those guys are obviously going to be Quinn and Williams, probably a bigger part than, than Vinnie Curry, but Vinnie Curry is still going to be um, a nice aspect. But, you know, you look at Carl Lawson, you know, 
he's another guy, bubble wrap that guy. Uh, just put him <laughs> aside, have, you know, keep him working out and doing what he does, but just have him show up on week one. Um, and we've seen what we've needed to see. I don't need to see anything else. Um, and, you know, you go down the line, Sheldon Rankins. I mean, Sheldon Rankins on that second play of the game. Uh, oh, my God. That left guard looked like <laughs> he started questioning some things. Uh, he, he was questioning whether or not this was the career choice for him. I don't know. But he made that dude look silly. Uh, and it wasn't even really – I don't even know what you call it. He just moved the dude's hands aside and just yeah. went. He killed, uh, he killed Mike Lennon. Um, and so that was a lot of fun because that's probably the spot that you're going to see Quinn and Williams in. Um, yes. And so, you know, he's going to go kind of straight line ahead. You got, you know, Lawson on the edge. Um, you know, John Franklin Myers had a nice, uh, had a nice little rush there where he got to the quarterback shoulder almost for a near pick. And I think it might've been Nigel Dean or, or Jared Davis that almost came up with the interception off of that. Um, you know, and, and Foley, Fadukasi, that guy, uh, you know, he's going to be a big part of it in terms of stopping the run, um, maybe a little bit less in, in, in the pass attack, but, uh, you know, kind of the, the biggest piece and, you know, we keep seeing it, Salah's saying it, but Quentin Williams is just going to be able to take himself and just go no thinking, nothing, uh, just attack, attack straight ahead, take that big body of yours and just get it, get up field. Um, and we're going to see a lot of success, but obviously, right. I think the biggest piece from Sat, if we're just talking Saturday is the depth of this group. I mean, mm-hmm. who, who do you, you know, like these guys, Hamil Carr, Rashad, another guy, uh, mm-hmm. just like, just like, uh, Jamie and Sherwood and Nazardine, you probably want that guy, you know, being the first guy off the bus. I didn't even know he looked like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was, I was like, Oh my, I was like, who is that guy? Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's another, you know, one and a half sacks. I mean, the sack he had, the giants didn't block him. Uh, but nevertheless, you take it when, when he comes down, Bryce Huff, another guy, he's going to be a situational, oh. situational pass rusher where yep. third, da- third downs, just throw him out there opposite of Carl Lawson and just let him loose. Um, and you know, and he's, he's going to make plays. He made a great play on a great sack on third down. Um, and a Jonathan Marshall, right. A Jonathan Marshall, six round guy, Mm, 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 mm. superiorly athletic, uh, just looks another one looks like a freak, um, and, uh, super powerful. And so, you know, he's going to get some snaps. They're going to be able to rotate these guys. Um, I think the, the other one that, um, had the big night was the, the kid from Rutgers, but we did release him today. Uh, yeah. he, even he looked good. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't know what's in the water over there, but, but Sala is, uh, Salah's getting these guys upfield, no thinking four guys down, get them upfield, rushing the passer, uh, stopping the run. And over, overall, they, they look great. They, I wanted to see speed, right? Because speed means speed just doesn't mean, you know, you put on a pair of uh, spandex, you get on a track and you run 40 yards and then you're fast, right? You determine whether or not you're fast or not. That to me is whatever, um, not a big guy in, into the 40 yard dash for, you know, some people. Um, obviously it's impressive when they run fast, but, you know, speed means that you're not thinking out there, you know, your responsibility and you go straight ahead. Um, and yes, so that's sir. what I, that's what I wanted to see from these guys. That means they're being coached up. They know their responsibility. They're aware of their surroundings and they're just playing full speed, uh, give it 110%. And so that was probably the most exciting part is, uh, these guys are just playing fast and, 
Um, they're a strong group and they're only going to get better from here. So, I mean, how, uh, you can't be much more excited about, about that group than, than we can be right now. Yeah. Third down. That's, that's all I'm saying. Third down. If, if we could bring teams third and seven, third and eight, oh, third and nine. Oh great. my God. <laughs> oh. Quinn and Williams, Shel- Sheldon Rankins, oh Bryce God. Huff and Carl Lawson. Oh God! The amazing thing is, there's going to be good players actually cut from this team, and that's something that we haven't done in forever. That we actually cut decent players. That's the kind of depth we got on this team. Oh, you're no, you're you're 100 right. We're going to have some guys. There's going to be some tough decisions to make um, when it comes time to to cut these guys. Um, but you know, in the end, hopefully, some of them revert back to the practice squad. Um, you know, but you're right. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a, a tough call. You know, a guy, you know, a guy like Vincent Smith at wide receiver. I know I just went back to the offense, but you know, pretty good, pretty good night for him on um, on Saturday. I think he's going to make the team. You know, but they, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a deep group they got there. So it just depends on you know how many guys they want to keep. You know, who do you cut at running back? Um, mm. You know, I, I know they just cut Austin Austin Walter, but you know, you're going to keep Tevin Coleman. You know, Michael P. Ryan showed up. You got to keep Ty, Ty Johnson. And then you drafted Michael Carter in, in the fourth round. And so, you know, you're going to keep four running backs, I, I would assume. Uh, yeah. which I think it, uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but usually maybe it's even three that are usually kept on the 53. I, yeah, I think it's three. Four, yeah, I, right? I, I, I'm might trying be to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I ever remember a team having four. I could be wrong. Right. But yeah, three is probably a high number. So four is kind of crazy. Uh, but again, <laughs> if you think about the way the team is, has been built and if you try to project what the coaches are thinking, um, in my opinion, you know, they would want to have a massive rotation of guys uh, because they'll just be running the ball a lot and, um, and they would need that. Um, I don't know, man. I, this is good. I thank God. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not these guys and I don't have to make those decisions. It's just, it's going to be tough to make these cuts. Yeah. The, the, the cuts are going to be tough. And then, um, you know, kind of almost like it, it also almost ends up kind of being like a second wave of, you know, free agency almost where so many guys are getting cut. Um, yeah. that, you know, do you cut a guy that maybe, you know, maybe we like him, you know, as the fans and stuff like that, but, you know, all of a sudden somebody doesn't make a 53 somewhere else around the NFL. And it's like, wow, that guy would be, you know, an instant upgrade, you know, maybe around the spot where we might think we're good at right now, but you know, you, you add that guy. And so, you know, it's going to be a tough call, not only a, to cut some guys, but, you know, B to see who else out there gets cut that might be able to really kind of help us. Maybe it's along the offensive line in depth or, you know, or, or something that can, uh, you know, be beneficial, beneficial for the Jets when, you know, some other team cuts ties. So, Very right, true. so, so we, we got a lot of positives. Let's, let's try to switch over to some of the negatives. Uh, I could think of two positions, right? Mm-hmm. Kicking and tight end. What, what was your thoughts on the tight ends? Because I was kind of mixed on them in the game. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it, it's looking like, um, I mean, Chris Herndon had the, the catch for nine yards, um, you know, but I, I wasn't overly impressed with, you know, a Daniel Brown, um, you know, Tyler Croft, um, you know, one of them, I think it might've been Croft too. There was a, 
uh, you know, a throw that Zach Wilson made that he kind of just fell to the floor and you're like, all right, um, <laughs> you know, uh, stay, you know, stay on the two feet, uh, you know, do something there, but yeah, tight end to me, it's becoming a spot where, um, you know, they may look to upgrade before this season starts. You know, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be a strong group in the receiving end. Um, you know, the blocking, the blocking side, I think Croft is going to be, you know, a good blocker. He's going to be up there. Uh, you know, Trayvon Wesco, I think he's a fullback now. Uh, I think we can really just count him as a fullback. Um, yeah. you know, he was, he was, he was decent. Um, he, he made, you know, a couple plays here and there. Uh, but yeah, tight end overall, I think you hit it on the head with the two weak spots being the kicking game um, and, and the tight end spot, which I think if they don't upgrade, you know, before this season, you know, when it comes off season time, that's going to be at the top of the list for, for a need that, that the Jets are going to have to fill uh, with somebody because it, it's, just, it's just too important of a position for a young quarterback, in my opinion, anyway, um, not only for the blocking, but that safety blanket across the middle, um, you know, that you can, you can kind of rely on. And we know what a tight end can look like in, in this, you know, uh, this scheme with, you know, the yes, 49ers and, um, and, and even, you know, I, I know he's got Aaron Rodgers, but a Robert Tanyan comes out of nowhere, um, you know, and has a, has a monster year last year for the Packers. And so um, I, I think he's just, you know, it's an important spot and I, I don't think we have it on the roster right now. I, Maybe hopefully somebody proves me wrong, uh, but it's it's not looking like we're gonna kind of get to that to that point. Well, Tebow just got cut, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, great idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a disaster over there. Yeah, yeah, we're not, that, can, bad. We're not that bad at tight end. So <laughs> no, we're not. We're, we're definitely we're not. not. <laughs> um, but but yeah, the kicking game was 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 also not a surprise for those of us Jets fans that have been following mm. in in the in the preseason and and from camp game um, from camp days uh, to camp days. Uh, you just kind of saw that uh, Nagar was just not on the level. He didn't have as much power, and it looked like uh, um, what's the kid's name that just came in. He just looked like he had more, 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 more distance yeah. than Amendola, he did too. Amendola, yeah, that's the name. Yeah, he just had more distance than he than than Nogar did. So you you take that and the fact that he just kept falling apart when it came to precision. Um, I think that was an, an inevitability, in my opinion. So we, I think we all saw that coming um, <laughs> in the under kicking. The problem, the thing is. Amendola is still a, is not a proven commodity at kicker either. No. And 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 what what are the Jets gonna do? They're gonna go out there look for somebody uh, to come in and and still challenge him to to it, you know, to see if he could, um, you know, get you know, yeah. iron sharpen iron kind of thing, you know, see what he could get out of out of one of those guys. Yeah, maybe that's a spot where somebody somebody winds up cutting, um, winds yeah. up cutting a player that we can. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, we don't we don't think about it until somebody shags a 45 yard field goal uh, <laughs> that barely had the distance. Um, and you know, it's it, you know, it's it's so important. I mean, now the extra point is however long it is. It's not your you know your gimme extra point. Um, and you know, the field goal's got to be hit when 
whenever you can get points, you got to get points. And um, yeah, they need, they need some stability there. It feels like it fell apart ever since uh, Jason Myers had, you know, the pro bowl year. And then uh, we let him we let him walk. And since then we've just been kind of going back and forth. Yeah, it's very true. So, uh, so looking ahead to this weekend's matchup with green Bay, what are you kind of looking for? What, what matchups do you want to see from the Jets and the Packers? Yeah. So I, I want to, I want to see the run game continue to evolve. That's my, you know, my, my biggest piece there is keep letting these guys gel, give everybody, you know, give everybody carries, you know, the tie jots. I'd like to see really all of them run, uh, you know, behind that first team offensive line. I think, um, well, obviously minus uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, but, I think Salah said we may see, you know, one or two more series out of the starting offense on Saturday. Um, and so I'd really like to see them just establish the run behind those guys. You know, maybe, uh, you know, we see, you know, we see a couple, a couple big, you know, a couple big runs like we saw in those outside runs, you know, the, the inside runs are, um, you know, it's always clogged in there, but, you know, continue with the run game, you know, let us know that we're going to be a first run team and that we're working on it. I want to see that, you know, just continue to improve. Um, Zach, I want to see essentially the exact same thing that I saw, uh, last weekend, uh, last Saturday, just get the ball out, um, smart decisions, keep it away from the defense, uh, you know, look cool, look confident, um, and, and really just execute the play that's coming through the head, you know, the helmet, um, you know, go where you're supposed to go, read the defense, use that, you know, Michael Foro use the motion to, to kind of help him read the defense. Um, and then on, on the back end for the, the defensive side, really, I, you know, I think we kind of touched on it is the cornerback spot. Um, I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see the defensive line get there, obviously, you know, if they're going to have, if they're going to play again, that's great. Um, but I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing, you know, Bryce Hall downfield against, you know, uh, you know, downfield on, you know, a contested pass, uh, you know, bless Austin play, you know, here and there too. Brandon Eccles get some more time. Um, and so really it's kind of that run game, making sure Zach kind of still looks confident, um, and comfortable back there. And then, you know, let's see some, some, you know, passing game, uh, passing game breakups or, or coverage by, by our corners here. Yeah. Um, I all, I agree with all of the things you just said, man. Um, not too much to add, but a continuation of almost everything that's been, that happened in the first game would be pretty nice. Again, do we expect that everything that happened this against the Giants is going to happen again? No, man. They, they, you know, again, this this core of the core of this team is pretty young, and um, and there are going to be mistakes made and 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 stuff like that. But the continuation to grow and understand their positions um, and uh, an, an evolution of their of each of each player as as a pro every uh every preseason game would be something I would be looking on looking out for um because we will need a lot of those young guys to contribute massive amounts of time so the team uh during the season for the team during the season so so that that's all that's what I'm looking for and I, I totally agree with you James about that and um thank you again for coming on man to talk yeah, football course. with us um it's always fun um to talk about talk talk especially it's real football instead of you know all the takes and stuff like that man uh <laughs> you know yeah um uh maybe we have more good stuff to talk about the next time we talk again 
Hey, James, uh, well, real quick, what, what were your thoughts on the two backup quarterbacks, <clears throat> White and uh, Morgan? Like, what you, what'd you see? Good question, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought Mike White looked pretty good. Um, I, I did. I, I thought he was kind of, you know, along, along the same lines of he looked comfortable out there as well uh, for a guy who hasn't taken any um, any NFL snaps. I know. Uh, I mean, I, I got his numbers down here. He's, you know, 13 and 19, 127 yards. Um, so listen, I mean, would I trust him getting into an actual NFL contest? I, I don't know. Uh, but for now, um, I thought I thought he I thought he looked you know, comfortable as well. Like he knew, um, you know, no, no head, you know, no deer in the headlights kind of look to him either, which was, which was pretty impressive. So there's something working there too, as well for now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I was pretty impressed there. And, and James Morgan uh, looked, looked okay in, in, in my opinion, but I, I thought Mike White kind of did separate himself for that two spot. Okay. Most definitely. I agree. Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. But yeah, like I was saying before, thank you so much for coming back, coming yeah, by, yeah. guys. Appreciate it, man. Check out, check out uh, James Wighouse BSB breakdowns, uh, and hopefully a new podcast for him too as well. <laughs> That's yeah. what we're hoping yeah. for. <laughs> Absolutely. That will, no, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a fun time. So uh, yeah, hopefully next time we speak, we're we're as positive as we were uh, tonight. I'm I'm sure we will. all right james all right everybody thanks for joining us man and we will see you guys next week thanks